You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday, and welcome to the first Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast of the week. Yeah, it being Monday and the first day of the week, it could only be the... Yeah, you get the idea. Anyway, we begin today's podcast with the fallout from England smashing our Bailey in the World Cup qualifiers by uh, the eight or nine. Let's have a look. And, uh, oh, a bit disappointing. Anyway, yeah, we beat them 2-0. Uh, the game was live on TalkSport. This is how both goals sounded. Not creating too much, but they hung in there, took the lead through Harry Kane and never looked back. They hit the bar, they hit the post, Mason Mount added a second, and that is a job well done. Albania nil, England two. We controlled most of the game, should have scored more. I, I didn't particularly like the way we managed the last 15 minutes. I just thought there were some decisions we made that needed to be better um, in order to either score more or not invite pressure. Um, I thought we could have kept the ball a bit better in those periods. But look, it's uh, it's a good win and uh, we move on in, in healthy condition to Wednesday. First time ball in and Harry Kane heads it in. That is a superb England goal. And Harry Kane, who's had precious little involvement, taking the chance that comes his way. Great delivery from Luke Shaw. Another one brought back into the side. Both full-backs very much involved, which will have delighted Gareth Southgate. And what do you say about Harry Kane? Well, quite incredible. He has very few touches of the ball. He's not involved a great deal. It's been tight for him in regard to space. So he's not been involved in the build-up play. But my goodness, when that ball comes in the box, he just turns up from nowhere. He's in. He's absolutely incredible, invaluable for his club, invaluable for the country and just a wonderful professional. He really is. The longer the game went on, we, we didn't need to push for the goals once we got the second and him coming deeper and linking the play helped us to retain the ball. I didn't think we retained it as well as we should have done later on in the game. So, no, I, I like that part of Harry's game. I think it's good. It helps to overload midfield at times. As long as we've got the runners going in behind um, to exploit the space he leaves, that's not a problem. You can't underestimate the importance of keeping Harry Kane fit for a major tournament. You know, hell will fare this year if Harry stays fit compared to how we would have uh, fared last summer if the tournament went ahead without him will be would something we'll never know, but he's so important to us. Played inside the penalty area and taken beautifully by Mason Mount. Albania seen the turnover of possession and England broke so quickly. When you're in the game and you've got the players around you like that, it makes it easy to combine and play one and two touch because you're on the same wavelength. We're always continually to work hard at it 
to get better at it, to understand each other more and more. Um, and that's going to keep getting better and better, which is exciting. You, you're excited when you're on the pitch, when you're playing with the likes of the, the players that play today and then the ones we've got in this squad. It's very exciting times. And it will extend England's unbeaten run away from home in World Cup qualifiers to 11 years. Now, is Harry Kane all that? Well, obviously, of course he is. You just heard him score for England. But does he need to leave Spurs to win trophies? Well, I mean, obviously he does because he's not going to win any at Spurs. Anyway, here's a former Spurs striker, Jermaine Defoe, to confirm everything I've just said. If you would ask me this question a couple or a few years ago, I'd have been like, oh, do you know what? He should, Deloitte, you've got to stay there. What he's done at that football club, he's a legend, blah, 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 blah. But then I think, you know, since I've, I've come away from that and I've gone to Rangers and I've seen that, that sort of like that sort of mentality of playing for, for another big club, but the, the, the importance of playing for that club, wearing a badge and winning every game, that sort of like that winning mentality, the standards and, and um, the demands, like you have to win. You have to bring silverware, otherwise it's not good enough, basically. And then when you, when you actually achieve that and the feeling you get from it, you think, wow, man, I wish I had that early on in my career because that feeling is just unbelievable. That's why you play for them. So I think if Harry Kane wants that, if he wants to win trophies, then if we're being honest, it looks like it looks like he has to go. It looks like he has to go if he wants to go on and win trophies. But I don't think it'll be easy to, to I don't think it'll be easy for him to leave. And um, and it all depends what he wants to do. It, it all depends what motivates him. He want he might want to he might be looking at it thinking, I just want to finish, you know, finish off, you know, being at the, the highest goal scorer in this in this club's history and then see where that takes me. Hopefully along the way, win a win a few trophies. But then if he's really craving medals, then it looks like he's gonna have to go. Now, the Republic of Ireland smashed Luxembourg 7-0. Oh, that's 1-0. Apologies. Republic of Ireland beat Luxembourg by a goal to nil. Blimey, that was a bit lucky. Oh, dear, just one. Oh. Republic of Ireland lost to Luxembourg by one goal to nil in their World Cup qualifier. (laughs) So does this mean they're the worst Ireland team in recent memory? Well... Here's former Ireland strikers David Connolly and Tony Cascarino to tell us more. There's something seriously wrong with us that I just can't identify. It's the first time... It's definitely our worst team. This is by country mile our worst side we've had for a long, long time. I can't think since I played for Ireland uh, over the last, what, 30, 40 years, we've had a team that's as poor as this present-day Ireland team. We are not a good side. We'd play Andorra and struggle to break them down. We'd play Liechtenstein. And, and yeah, there were postmen and there were milkmen as well as playing the odd game of football. But Luxembourg, weren't, they were much better organised. They were a really well set up team so as hard as it is to sort of defend the lads I'd be sort of saying if I was Seamus Coleman after the game or Stephen Kenny I'd kind of be pulling ranks a little bit rather than tearing a shred off my own side because they're obviously in a really low point Now India and England played out a thrilling final ODI with the host edging it by just seven runs to win the series by two goals to one Sam Curran was almost a hero, scoring 95 not out for the tourists. We'll hear from Darren Goffy Goff, who was on comms duty. Blimey, hope he gets back from India in time to do drive with me at 4pm today. Anyway, I'm sure he will. But first, here's England's standing captain, Josh Butler. 
throughout the whole chase, even though we lost all those wickets. You know, the run rate was never really going to be the issue. You know, we had some soft dismissals, I think, when we look back and, and some poor, you know, made some poor mistakes really when, when we were threatening to get partnerships going. Um, and that's always going to hurt you in, in these games. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, outstanding effort from Sam Curran to show that maturity and skill. You know, we're all very proud of him. And it's a shame that he couldn't quite get us over the line in that last over. Sam Curran has done his reputation no harm whatsoever. But in the end, it was too much even for him to pull off. And India win the third and final one-day international by seven runs. After that innings, I'm finding it very difficult I leave him out because he's proven under pressure, bowling at some of the best batsmen in the world, and that's at Roy Sharma and Shikha Darwin and Virat Kohli. But it can do a job for England with the new ball as well. To be backed by Chennai Super Kings, a team that are always in the finals, and open the batting and opening the bowling. Wow, you're saying that to a young kid. There you go, mate. You're opening the batting and opening the bowling. They must rate you. Curran on the back foot, hits it. Oh, he's hit it over mid-on. He's hit it over long-on for six. It's gone seven, eight rows back. Oh, schoolboy looks cherubic face, but he is a mean striker of a cricket ball. He's done himself no harm, has he? You know, I think throughout this tour, um, there's been opportunities for guys. You know, there's a few guys who aren't here in this squad, so that's given opportunities to some others, and, and they've come in and, and done really well and will have gained valuable experience. Now, Dillian White, not Dylan, be Alexander Povetkin, not the great in convincing style in their heavyweight boxing rematch that cost me £19.95p. And no, I'm not bitter. I actually thought I got value for money. Anyway, the British fighter stopped his opponent in the fourth round after knocking the Russian to the canvas. This was the reaction to that wonderful knockout on fight night with Gareth A. Davis. And we all know what the A stands for. Anthony. Or Arthur. Or Andy. But not... what. Anyway, this is him. Massive left and Povetkin is down and he's very, very hurt. He's staggering. He's got to his feet, Adam. It's got to be over. Yeah, it's been waved over. It was a shootout again from the very beginning tonight because you could see the scar tissue mentally in Dillian White knowing what had happened last August when he was absolutely banjoed and lifted off his feet and knocked out by that incredible left uppercut by Alexander Povetkin. You could see him present and wary of it the whole time. But he got his game together, he was patient, and he really, he used his jab and he attacked when he had to. There were some wild moments in there. Povetkin, I think, is showing his age, but Dillian White needs massive praise for what he achieved tonight with that victory, with a brilliant left hook finish. Dillian White has won in the fourth round, stopping Alexander Povetkin, and he stopped him with a set we set it up with rights he was hitting him landing him clean with right hands all night long he stung him stung him stung him and he finished it with one of the biggest left hooks you are likely to see this year we called for the Deontay Wilder fight for a long long time he actually dm'd Dillian White and told him I will never ever give you that fight right that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And now he got knocked out. He's calling for the fight with Dillian White. Eddie is obviously trying to make Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury first. But Dillian has made himself first reserve for that fight now. He's on the bench. If one of those guys gets an injury or they need to fight in the interim, he's there and in pole position. That's what tonight was about. Getting his redemption, um, getting his pride back. Staying with boxing, could we finally see the all-British clash between Amir Khan and Kell Brook? I mean, obviously no, but let's ask Amir Khan. 
Everyone wants to see the Kel book fight. But they've been talking about it for years and years. Me and Kel are probably past our best, I'll be honest. But at the same time, we both are the same age. I think it'd be a good fight between us to see still who the number one is in Britain. I told Eddie, I go, let's make it happen. Uh, Eddie said no problem. He spoke to Kel's family. Kel's father didn't seem interested in it. He said no. He goes, we're not looking at all the options. Now, what other, what other option is there for Kel Book to make a good payday and fight someone with a big name like myself? You know, uh, because there's not that many, unless you fight for so you fight someone with a world title mm. or in America. So I'm thinking, I'm scratching my head, man. I'm thinking, like, what's he going through? Like, what's going on with Kel Book? How come he doesn't want to fight? Let's make it happen. Time now to head over to Andy Goldstein's Transgroup Express with Danny Kelly and the team talking all things angling. No, archery. I'm joking. Athletics, obviously. No, badminton. Huh? Baseball. Bowls. Boxing. Canoeing. Cricket. Croquet. Cycling. Dodgeball? Question. Fencing? No. Goalball. What is goalball? Golf. Gymnastics. Handball? No. Hockey? Lacrosse? Judo? No. Mountaineering? Yeah, it would have been. No. Netball? Oh, okay. No. Orienteering. Pickleball? What's pickleball? Roller sports. Rounders. Rowing. Rugby league, rugby union, sailing and windsurfing, shooting. It was shooting, wasn't it? No. Was, was it squash and racquetball? No. Sub-aqua. What's sub-aqua? Surfing, swimming, table tennis, taekwondo, tennis, triathlon, ultimate frisbee. There's a sport called ultimate frisbee. Are you check? Volleyball, water skiing, wakeboarding, weightlifting, wrestling. Was it yoga? Huh? Oh, European football, yeah. That makes sense. Kylian Mbappe from distance. It's four and France going to win the World Cup Kylian Mbappe now they're playing with a similar shape that they did to the last World Cup which is a 4-4-2 or 4-2-3-1 depending on whether you think Griezmann is slightly withdrawn from the central striker or whether he's alongside the central striker it's, it's perception as much as anything else but what that means now is post Blaise Matuidi who had this weird role on the left side of that 4-4-2 where he could come inside and cover where he could cover the left back if they came forward where he could do the running of, of three people now you have a situation certainly when the first team played in that very disappointing draw and very disappointing second half I should say against Ukraine earlier in the week when you're wide players when, when you're front to a Griezmann and Giroud as, as was in that game against Ukraine and your wide players are Mbappe and Komar firstly I think you've got a bit of an issue defensively and secondly I mean it's just about passable having Kylian Mbappe as the supporting act in the World Cup but when we're three years on from that now and he's fully established as one of the very best players in the world so when do they have to move on from that and centre the team around him. And we finish with the former West Ham midfielder Trevor Sinclair on leaving the England camp during the 2002 World Cup in Japan. I was 24th man out of a 23-man squad. I went home, um, I spoke to um, uh, Crozier and, and the gaffer, uh, and said, listen, I'm, I feel a little bit like the Grim Reaper, you know, waiting for someone to get injured so I can get my opportunity and get in the squad for real and be in the 23-man squad. So I said, do you mind if I go home, spend a bit of time with my wife and, uh, you know, and if you if you feel like someone gets injured or you feel like you want to invite me back, then I'll come straight back. Anyway, by the time I got home, I think Danny Murphy had been injured and uh, I flew, I, I had a little cuddle with uh, Natalie and mm. flew back refreshed. 
So we played the first game. We played the first game uh, against Sweden, drew two all, and I thought, yeah, great. But then it was starting to sink in that I'm probably not going to play. So I was getting a little bit bored and a little bit edgy. And <laughs> so I thought, right, a pal of mine, Bernie the Sausage, um, Ray knows a few of my mates from, from Essex. He was my next door neighbour when I, when I played for West Ham. He was out there because he's got a partner who's, who's Japanese. And they came to the hotel and snuck me out of the hotel. And we went to this, just to get out of the bubble, you know, like yeah. it's, it's almost intoxicating. So we went to this like garden centre, which was like a, a, a bit of a, they sold loads of trees and there was a little temple in the back. So we went into the temple in the back and uh, Keo, uh, Bernie the Sausage's partner, was, was Japanese. So she's, she said, oh yeah, if you throw a coin in there, make a wish. So I made a wish. I said, listen, I hope I play in the World Cup, obviously. And then the next day we played Argentina and lo and behold, um, you know, 15 minutes in, Owen Hargreaves got injured and I got my opportunity to play in the World Cup. David Beckham to give England the lead against Argentina. World Cup finals. Doesn't get much bigger than this next kick of the football. He's big enough. Tell me the wow. truth. When you threw that coin in, did you actually say, I hope Owen Hargreaves gets injured? <laughs> actually, you know Anyone. what the funny thing is? In I have my <laughs> Yeah, I had, a, I had an England tracksuit on and um, the, the owner of the, the, the uh, place came over and spoke to Keogh and said, uh, oh, does he play for England? And, and, and Keogh's gone, yeah. So we've ended up getting invited back to his house, having tea. This is me getting away from all the security at the hotel, and having a cup of tea. And then we got home and about a month after we got home, two Japanese um, granite food dogs turned up at mine and Bernie's house, which are, must weigh about, I don't know, the, the, like 200 kilos each. And they're outside my front door and outside Bernie's front door to this day. That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back today on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show, obviously on my own if Goffey doesn't make it back from India, at 4pm on TalkSport today. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.